0: Chapter 49 of The Roots of the Mountains by William Morris This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. fareth to Rosedale, Crow telleth of his errand, The kindreds eat their meat in Silverdale. Now Daloch, who had gone away for a while, Came back again into the hall, And at his back were a half-score of men Who bore ladders with them, They were stout men, clad in scanty and ragged raiment, but girt with swords and bearing axes, those of them who were not handling the ladders. Men looked on them curiously, because they saw them to be of the roughest of the thralls. They were sullen and fierce-eyed to behold, and their hands and bare arms were flecked with blood, and it was easy to see that they had been chasing the fleers, and making them pay for their many torments of past days. "'But when face of God beheld this, he cried out, "O Dalek, is it so that thou hast bethought thee "'to bring in hither men to fall to the cleansing of the hall, "'and to do away the defiling of the dusky men?' "'Even so, war-leader,' said Dalek, "'also ye shall know that all battle is over in Silverstead, "'for the thralls fell in numbers not to be endured "'on the dusky men who had turned their backs to us
1: "'and hindered
0: them from fleeing north. "'But though they have slain many,' They have not slain all, and the remnant have fled by diverse ways west away, that they may gain the wood and the ways to Rosedale, and the stoutest of the thralls are at their heels, and ever as they go, fresh men from the fields join in the chase with great joy. I have gathered together of the best of them two hundreds and a half well armed, and if thou wilt give me leave, I will get to me yet more, and follow hard on the fleers, and so get me home to Rosedale, for thither will the runaways meet whatso of their kind may be left there. Also I would fain be there to set some order amongst the folk of mine own people, whom this day's work hath delivered from torment. And if thou wilt suffer a few men of the dalesmen to come along with me, then shall all things be better done there. Look go with thine hands, said face of God, take whom so thou wilt of the burgdalers that have a mind to fare with thee to the number of five score and send word of thy thriving to Folkmight, the chieftain of the dale. As for us, me seemeth that we shall abide here no long while. How sayest thou, Folkmight? Shall Dalach go? Then Folkmight, who stood close beside him, looked up and reddened somewhat, as a man caught heedless, when he should be heedful. But he looked kindly on face of God, and said, War-leader, so long as thou art in the dale which ye kindreds have won back for us, thou art the chieftain, and no other. And I bid thee do as thou wilt in this matter, and in all things. And I hereby give command to all my kindred to do according to thy will, everywhere and always, as they love me. And indeed I deem that thy will shall be theirs, since it is only fools who know not their well-wishers. How say ye, kinsmen? Then those about cried out, Hail to face of God! Hail to the dalesmen! Hail to our friends! But folk-might went up to face of God, and threw his arms about him, and kissed him. And he said therewithal, so that most men heard him, Herewith I kiss not only thee, thou goodly and glorious warrior, but this kiss and embrace is for all the men of the kindreds of the dale and the shepherds, since I deem that never have men more valiant dwelt upon the earth. Therewith all men shouted for joy of him, and were exceeding glad. But folk might spake apart to face of God, and said, Brother, I suppose that thou wilt deem it good to abide in this hall, or anigh it, for hereabouts now is the heart of the host, but as for me, I would have leave to depart for a little, since I have an errand, whereof thou mayest what. Then face of God smiled on him, and said, Go, and all good go with thee, and tell my father that I would have tidings, since I may not be there. So he spake, Yet in his heart was he glad that he might not go to behold the bride, lying sick and sorry. But might departed without more words, and in the door of the hall he met Crow the shaft-speeder, who would have spoken to him and given him the tidings. But might said to him, Do thine errand to the war-leader, who is within the hall. And so went on his way. Then came Crow up the hall, and stood before face of God, and said, "'War leader, we have done that which was to be done, "'and have cleared all the houses about the market-stead. "'Moreover, by the reed of Daloch, "'we have set certain men of the poor folk of the dale, "'who are well looked to by the others, "'to the burying of the slain felons, "'and they be digging trenches in the fields "'on the north side of the market-stead, "'and carry the carcasses thither as they may. "'But the slain whom they find of the kindreds, "'do they array out yonder before this hall?' In all wise are these men tame and biddable, save that they rage against the dusky men, though they fear them yet. As for us, they deem as gods come down from heaven to help them. So much for what is good. Now I have an ill word to say, to wit, that in the houses whereas we have found many thralls alive, yet also have we found many dead, for amongst these murder were some of an evil sort, who, when they saw that the battle would go against them, rushed into the houses, hewing down all before them, man, woman, and child, so that many of the halls and chambers we saw running blood like to shambles. To be short, of them whom they were going to hew to the gods, we have found thirteen living and three dead, of which latter is one woman, and of the living seven women, and all these, living and dead, with the leaden shackles yet on them, wherein they should be burned. To all these and others whom we have found, we have done what of service we could in the way of victual and clothes, so that they scarce believe that they are on this lower earth. Moreover, I have with me two score of them who are men of some wits, and who know of the stores of victual and other wares which the felons had, and these will fetch and carry for you as much as ye will. Is all done rightly, war-leader?' Right well, said Face of God, and we give thee our thanks therefore. And now it were well if these thy folk were to dight our dinner for us, in some green field, the nighest that may be, and thither shall all the host be bidden by sound of horn. Meantime, let us void this hall till it be cleansed of the filth of the dusky ones. But hereafter shall we come again to it, and light a fire on the holy hearth, and bid the gods and the fathers come back, and behold their children, sitting glad in the ancient hall. Then men shouted, and were exceeding joyous, but face of God said once more, Bear ye a bench out into the market-place, over against the door of this hall. Thereon will I sit with other chieftains of the kindreds, that whoso will may have recourse to us. So therewith, All the men of the kindreds made their ways out of the hall and into the market-stead, which was by this time much cleared of the slaughtered felons, and the bale for the burnt offering was now but smouldering, and a thin column of blue smoke was going up, wavering, amidst the light airs of the afternoon. Men were somewhat silent now, for they were stiff and weary with the morning's battle, and a many had been hurt withal and on many there yet rested the after-grief of battle, and sorrow for the loss of friends and well-wishers. For in the battle had fallen one long hundred and two of the men of the host, and of these were two score and five of the kindreds of the steer, the bull, and the bridge, who had made such valiant onslaught by the southern road. Of the shepherds died one score save three, for though they scattered the foe at once, yet they fell on with such headlong valour, rather than wisely, that many were trapped in the throng of the dusky men. Of the woodlanders were slain one score and nine, for hard had been the fight about them, and no man of them spared himself one whit. Of the men of the wolf, who were but a few, fell sixteen men, and all save two of these in face of God's battle. Of the burgdale men whom folk might led, to it, them of the face, the vine, and the sickle, were but seven men slain outright. In this tale I told all those who died of their hurts, after the day of battle. Therewithal, many others were sorely hurt, who mended, and went about afterwards hale and hearty. So as the folk abode in the market-place, somewhat faint and weary, they heard horns blow up merrily, and Crow the shaft-speeder came forth, and stood on the mound of the altar, and bade men fare to dinner, and therewith he led the way, bearing in his hand the banner of the golden bushel, of which house he was. And they followed him into a fair and great mead unto the south-west of Silverstead, besprinkled about with ancient trees of sweet chestnut. There they found the boards spread for them with the best of victual, which the poor downtrodden folk knew how to dight for them and especially was there great plenty of good wine of the sun-smitten bents. So they fell to their meat, and the poor folk, both men and women, served them gladly, though they were somewhat afeared of these fierce sword-wielders, the gods who had delivered them. The said thralls were mostly not of those who had fallen so bitterly on their fleeing masters, but were men and women of the households, not so roughly treated as the others, that is to say, those who had been wont to toil under the lash in the fields and the silver-mines, and were as wild as they durst be. As for these waiting-thralls, the men of the kindreds were gentle and blithe with them, and often as they served them would they stay their hands, and especially if they were women, and would draw down their heads to put a morsel in their mouths, or set the wine-cup to their lips, and they would stroke them and caress them, and treat them in all wise as their dear friends. Moreover, when any man was full, he would arise and take hold of one of the thralls, and set him in his place, and serve him with meat and drink, and talk with him kindly, so that the poor folk were much bewildered with joy. And the first that arose from table were the Sunbeam and Bowmay and Hallface, with many of the swains and the women of the woodlanders, and they went from table to table, serving the others. The Sunbeam had done off her armour, and went about exceeding fair and lovely in her kirtle, but Beaumay yet bore her hauberk, for she loved it, and indeed it was so fine and well wrought, that it was no great burden, albeit she had gone down with the sunbeam and other women to a fair stream thereby, and there they had bathed and washed themselves. And Bome's hurts, which were not great, had been looked to and bound up afresh, and she had come to table unhelmed, with a wreath of wind-flowers round her head. There they feasted, and their hearts were strengthened by the meat and drink, and if sorrow were blended with their joy, yet were they high-hearted through both joy and sorrow, looking forward to the good days to be in the dales at the roots of the mountains, and the love and fellowship of folks and of houses. But as for face of God, he went not to the meadow, but abode sitting on the bench in the market-place, where were none else now of the kindreds, save the appointed warders. They had brought him a morsel and a cup of wine, and he had eaten and drunk, and now he sat there, with Dalewarden lying sheathed across his knees, and seeming to gaze on the thralls of Silverdale, busied in carrying away the bodies of the slain felons, after they had stripped them of their raiment and weapons. Yet indeed all this was before his eyes as a picture which he noted not, Rather he sat pondering many things, wondering at his being there in Silverdale in the hour of victory, longing for the peace of Burgdale and the bride-chamber of the sunbeam. Then went his thought out toward his old playmate lying hurt in Silverdale, and his heart was grieved because of her, yet not for long, though his thought still dwelt on her, since he deemed that she would live and presently be happy, and happy thenceforward for many years so pondered face of god in the marketplace of silverdale end of chapter 49